0: We work with busy professionals on a one-to-one basis for six or 12 months using the latest science and technology. And Body shop also work with businesses who want to create a culture of energy, vitality and performance and position well-being as a competitive advantage. Find out more at bodyshopperformance.com and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to this week's Insights episode. And this week's episode is all about jet lag. Many of you will be going away on holiday at the moment, possibly to places in Europe, perhaps if you're a London listener, which won't necessarily create the feelings of jet lag. But I have had a number of conversations recently and some questions on social media around jet lag for when you're flying across multiple time zones. And what can you do to counter some of the effects of it? Now, I remember when I went out to Australia on honeymoon, which would have been... Just under two years ago and we got out there and we were absolutely crippled with jet lag. And it would have been really helpful to know some of the stuff that I know now. We woke up one morning or so I thought and I woke up and thought, oh, wow, I feel really rested. Amazing. Maybe I'm on top of this jet lag. Pulled back the curtains in this Melbourne hotel and it was pitch black. There were hardly any cars on the road. I looked at my watch and it was about half 12 at night. So it was completely discombobulating really didn't have any idea about what time it was. It took several days to get over. So it can be really disturbing. So what are some of the things that you can do to counter the effect and the impact of jet lag? Four things for you. The first one is all around time. So as soon as you board a plane to whatever destination you're going to, change the time on your watch to be the time of your destination. So you can already start to mentally adapt to what time it's going to be when you land So if you get on a plane, but it's lunchtime for you and the plane will be serving lunch, but it might be half three in the morning in your destination, my advice to you would be to skip the lunch. I'm going to come back to the food in a second, but adapt your time. Change the time on your watch as soon as you get onto the plane so you can start thinking and ideally feeling as though it's that destination time. It will help. And that takes me on to point number two, which is around food, which I've just alluded to. When you're on board that flight... Try and avoid eating food at the times they serve it to you because they'll serve you food at your time of origin. So when it gets to lunchtime, UK time, if you're flying from the UK, they'll serve you lunch, even though it might be, as I say, half three in the morning in your destination. So whilst your your body will be craving food at those times, try and avoid doing so. Try and eat, which means you're going to need to bring something on board in all likelihood. Try and eat something at the meal times of your destination. So you'll be eating and moving, perhaps, and even trying to sleep in a completely opposite pattern for the majority of the passengers on the flight. But it will help you when you get to your destination to adapt more quickly into that pattern of eating and sleeping and and light. So time is one issue. Food is another. I could go into quite a lot about the types of foods and all that kind of thing. But I think really healthy kind of snacks, you're not going to be able to bring on any hot food, but little and often just healthy snacks that are not particularly blood sugar elevating because of course you're not getting any exercise when you're on a plane. So that's the kind of thing at very high level that I would recommend. Now the two really big impact factors on circadian rhythm and therefore jet lag are light and movement. So these are where the you know, you can make really quick gains in terms of adjusting to your destination time. So let's look at light first Light is what dictates our circadian rhythm. So in the morning, we get lots of of natural light flooding into the room when we wake up, usually anyway. Perhaps that's not the case in winter. That will set our circadian rhythm. It will tell us it's daytime. We'll get a nice shot of cortisol, a little boost maybe 20 minutes after waking as well. Our serotonin levels will be high and we'll be hopefully feeling pretty good about the day. As the day progresses, the natural light will ebb the sun will go in and that's a cue to the body to secrete something called melatonin, which is a hormone that prepares us for sleep. And that is what a healthy circadian rhythm looks like. Now, the fly in the ointment with all of that, as I've spoken about many times before, is blue light. It's a frequency of light that's emitted by the sun, but also by our tablets and our smartphones and our televisions and the junk lighting that's overhead. And when it comes to, to combating jet lag, using light is absolutely critical. So when you get to your destination, if it's... Eight in the morning, but you think it's three in the morning or 12 at night, you just want to get as much exposure to natural light as you can. So you're going against your desire, which is to be in bed in the dark asleep, and you're forcing yourself awake and sitting in natural light and getting as much of that through the retinas, but also onto the skin as you possibly can. When it gets to about three or four in the afternoon, depending on the season you're in, but safe to say around three or four in the afternoon. Get a pair of blue light blocking glasses over your eyes. I'll put a link to the brand that we use and recommend, which is called True Darks, And we've got a discount code for those as well. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But get a pair of blue light blocking glasses on around three or four in the afternoon and start to block out the exposure to blue light from both devices, but also from natural light. Because you want to start encouraging the body now to get itself into a sleepy mode so that when it comes to an early bedtime, you are absolutely ready to crash out, which should be the case. So you can really use light in your favor. Now, another device, which we have no affiliation with, but I use it and recommend it very frequently, is a device called the Human Charger. It's made by a Finnish company called Valky. And this device is nicknamed the sun in your pocket. It's a device that's been medically approved for jet lag, but also for seasonal affective disorder. And it's also very good for giving you a boost of energy. I'll sometimes use it for that. And Valky discovered that there are photoreceptors in the ear canal, which can get light through to the brain. So you don't necessarily need to get the light in through the eyes. So this device looks like an iPod nano. It's got a set of earbuds that come out from it. You plug them into both ears and you can give yourself a 12 minute dose of UV free blue enriched white light. And it's effectively simulating natural light or sunlight. It's not as good, obviously. You don't get the vitamin D benefits or anything like that. But when it comes to setting a circadian rhythm, you can really use this device to good effect. So I'll put a link to that as well, although it's humancharger.com is the website. Valky is the manufacturer. So humancharger.com. No code for that, no affiliation, but I'll link to it in the show notes as well. And that is an excellent way, not just for jet lag, but also for seasonal affective disorder or just to try and establish a decent circadian rhythm when you're in your country of origin, but you're having to get up before the sun's up. So that's a device that you can use to really good effect. The final point is around movement. So when you get to your destination, we want to be doing in fact when we're here as well in your your place of origin, what really helps the circadian rhythm is daily movement lots of daily life movement, which is sort of tapered off as the day progresses. So by the time you get to evening, you're really winding down and allowing the nervous system to relax. So moving around when you get to your place of origin in the daytime. So an ideal thing to do would be to take a walk because you're getting access to natural light. You're getting exposure to the sun in some form or another, but you're also moving the body, which will help you. So if you combine all of those things, Adjusting your watch when you get on board the plane. So you're already mentally starting to think about the time of origin. Avoiding the food on the plane unless it coincides with the meal times at your place of destination. Not eating some of the rubbish food that they serve on the plane, but trying to bring some healthier snacks. So what I'll tend to do is try and have a really good meal in the airport. And then once I get on board the plane, snack, you know, with some of the good stuff that we bought on. It doesn't always work that way, but I do try and do that and try and avoid eating the food on the plane. You know, sometimes we, when we flew over to, I think it was Bali to Den Pasa, we were served curry because that particular airline, they eat a lot of curry. So we were getting that for breakfast and for lunch and for the evening meal and it really played havoc with my digestion. So quite often you're well advised to ignore this stuff. So paying attention to time, paying attention to food that you eat and particularly when you get to your destination, eat breakfast at breakfast time, even if you're not hungry. Then light is absolutely critical. Getting exposure to lots of natural light in the day and then blocking out that light about three or four in the afternoon with blue light blocking glasses and then moving gentle restorative movement, because chances are if you've flown across multiple time zones, you're going to be tired and your body's going to already be under some stress. You know, the stress of flying the EMFs in the plane the whole travel stress can be quiet, even though you're hardly moving, it can be really quite stressful. And then of course the effects of jet lag, boom, you land at the other end and you think it's midnight and it's two in the afternoon it can be very discombobulating. But if you combine some of those factors, get a human charger. So it's about 110 pounds, something like that. And it's really, I've got a client at the moment who's out in Canada, who's been using it for her outbound flight and is going to be using it for her inbound flight. And that can, effectively what that's doing is it's moving the time zone for her a few days ahead of her departing. So you you program your flights into the app and it will start to tell you a few days before you go, have a dose on the human charger. So it's slowly adapting you to your destination and it does the same on the return flight. Really great little device. that's it for this week if you've got questions about this or any feedback please let me know if you're watching on social media or via social media drop us a comment or send an email in to leanne l-e-a-n-e at bodyshotperformance.com i'd love to hear from you thanks for listening feel free to share this episode with anyone who's about to make a long journey and you think it could benefit them and all the best for now interested in finding out what your health iq is Jump on our website, www.bodyshotperformance.com and click on take the test. It'll take you through to a short two to three minutes test. And at the end of that, you'll get a scorecard and a free 39 page report based on our six signals, sleep, mental health, energy, body composition, digestion and fitness. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please think of someone who could really benefit from the content and hit that share button and send it across to them. And of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Thank you very much for listening.